All right. Hey, what's up, Watermark friends and family? Ben and Kelsey here. Hello. We are here. It's been a minute. It has. So we're sorry. But you know what? Part of that is your guys' responsibility because I'm just going to tell you right now, we want your questions. Yes, please. So watermarkoc.com slash questions. Is that easy? It's super simple. It's, it's anonymous. They come directly to us and then we talk about it. Pain-free, guilt-free. Fancy free. I don't even know what that <laughs> phrase means, but it's it's fun. We, we the whole point, guys, is that you guys drive this whole show. Yes, please. Um, we got good questions that we can come up with, but it's way more engaging when we do listener questions. So, uh, just remember watermarkoc.com/questions. But we're here with a latest episode of New Here Too, where we all find our place through questions and answers. Yeah, we want to be a place that's safe for people to bring questions and be totally raw and honest and vulnerable. And again, you've just been such a great example of that, Kels, uh, through your own story in life. Yeah. So hopefully that's inspiring i know it is inspiring to people to do the same and i have a lot of questions and it's fun to bring them in and talk about it and we've covered a lot of stuff but we got some good things coming up yeah so i think in this episode the big idea is going back to the beginning like how did we get here and i want you to just like remind people because we realize that a lot of folks are gonna be listening or or, or people have been around church a while yeah and it's a heads up. This whole thing is kind of a heads up call to like, listen to Kelsey's story. Like uh, she's not alone. There's other people like her that had the same experience. Right. So like walk us through, if you can go back to that first Sunday that you came on Watermark's campus. What were you feeling and thinking? What did you see? What did you hear? Well, we are a smaller church, which I think was really helpful for me at the beginning. Um, we weren't walking into like a Mariners and I think I would have been really overwhelmed, but I think that's what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, some sort of mega church, yeah. um, with crazy production and a lot of people and no one was going to really talk to me specifically mm. and try to get to know who I was or who I was. But, yeah. um, walking in, I at least had my dad, yeah. which was really helpful. Okay, so. And we've known Bucky and the Dennis family for a very long time. Okay, okay. So that was a good introduction for me. It was feeling a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. However, I didn't know, I didn't know what to expect like during the service, mm-hmm. the stand up, the sit down, the mm. when to interact, when to uh, listen, when to sing, when right. to, and it was a very, it was kind of sensory overload of, watching everybody worship and you know trying to learn the songs not knowing the songs coming in was tough but i um liked it Mm -hmm. and that was a fun part of it i like starting and ending with that Mm. um and i think the first handful of sermons it was really just observing i'm a very observant person Mm. and so i like to know my surroundings i like to see what's going on and it was less about I'm going to be honest. I didn't come here at the beginning to be like, I want a relationship with Jesus. It was to build a relationship with my dad and to not, I didn't want him to come alone. And so I wanted to spend time with him. And so I would come and I would sit with him and I would worship with him and listen. And, you know, we'd come in, walk in with our heads down, leave with our heads down and not really interact with anybody. Hmm. Um, But I, I really wasn't, here to listen to the word right. of what everyone was speaking. Yes. Be, and it was mostly out the of... preacher, you mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't... I had no context for anything. Right. Nothing. Right. And so it's hard to jump in the middle and talk about Luke or Hebrews and be like, I don't know where, where we are. Yeah. I don't know what this means. I don't know who this is. Yeah. And 
so it wasn't until about probably a year in where I was like really invested in listening to the sermon and mm. listen to you guys preach. And yeah. now I know the songs. And um, I, I talked about this with some other people that it's a really vulnerable mm -hmm. place. Right. And it's a really vulnerable experience. And so I would get extremely emotional mm. during worship. Mm. Um, and like inexplicably. Yeah. Even though you didn't know the words. Yes. Yes. Um, did you, what did you feel that that was? What would you describe that as now looking back? Now looking back, I feel like that was the Holy Spirit. Wow. But I didn't know that at the time. I just know that like, I'm a little uncomfortable because I'm like feeling, and I'm going to cry right now, yeah. but um, feeling so kind of like weirdly exposed, even though you're not talking to anybody, oh, wow. you're not you're not telling anybody your story. I wasn't like having any interaction with anyone, but internally I was like really struggling with trying to make it through a worship yeah. song without right. crying. Wow. And it was Whoa. like weird. Yeah. Thanks. But that was the first year of me coming to church. Yeah. And I have now, I mean, I still cry during songs. I cry all the guys. I'm sorry. No, it's so good. It's so authentic. It's just so authentic. It's just part of the package. Yeah. But um, like now I'm able to recognize like the how I feel moved yeah. during songs and how I can relate and how like we just saying I'm a child of God. Like, mm. yeah, I'm going to get emotional because guess what? I'm a child of God right. and it feels really good. Yes. Wow. That is so authentically raw. I love it, Kelsey. Ugh. That's, I, I mean, and then can you think back, I kind of jumped ahead to like uh, hindsight, like yeah. when you look back on yourself now, how do, what do you think of it? And I think your answer is so profound and we can come back to it in a second, but like in the moment, can you remember what, were you just like, what is this? What did yeah, you? Yeah, I was confused. I didn't know, I didn't know how to get caught up. Yeah. And so I, all I knew was, you know, my dad was sick. He got help. He was able to walk through that time of his life mm -hmm. with pastors. Right. Christian friends. Christian and friends. Christian folks and, you know, that had never been brought into our family before. Mm -hmm. And so I got to watch that happen. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest, you know, stepping stone for me was being able to see it happen in someone else yeah. and then being able to recognize it in myself yeah. and feel the, see the Holy spirit move through someone and then feel the Holy spirit move, move through me. Mm -hmm. That was, but I mean, guys, it took a year and a half, two years Be before you made sense before of that. I made sense you were of feeling that, that for yeah, a year, oh yeah. but like then you were before able to I was like, had the like conscious decision to be like, okay, I need to get more involved. I need to start learning more. I yeah. want to start learning more. Mm -hmm. I want to be a part of this. I want to volunteer. I want to be in a Bible study. My dad was actually the one who was like, you should get plugged in and, you know, go to some Bible studies. And we had some uh, good groups for young adults. And so I was able to meet people. Yeah. And um, we talked about in one of the episodes where I had these questions that it was really tough for other people to answer. Yeah. And, you know the grace that I received was amazing, mm. but it was kind of scary at first, but I think being able to see somebody else walk through it first mm -hmm. was really helpful for yeah. me. Wow. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to culminate with that worship moment thing you're expressing, but I want to go all the way back to the beginning because especially for the churched uh, person, the life 
time Christian listening, you, this is gold, Kelsey. Like this is so priceless what you're offering people and you, and you articulate it so well. And even I'm sitting here like, wow, I'm thanking that you're putting me in the shoes of a newcomer right? because you go all the way back. Okay. So why were you here in the first place? You came because I'm going to say you came with a friend. Yeah. It was your dad, but yeah. you came with a friend yeah. and you came because of that relationship. Yeah. But backing up further, you came because the church, be, the Christian people became real. And the yes. way they served your dad. Yes. Oh man, we could just like camp out on that point for a long <laughs> time. But, and I remember when we like episode one, probably when you shared that, being just as blown away. But that's how the church should function. Yeah. It ha- like we we have to hear more stories like that. Where we're not because you didn't hear Bucky's sermons. You didn't no. hear him preaching. That's Bucky, by the way, and Kelsey's dad Jeff. They're the friends. They're the coworkers, and um, that led to you know your family coming. But um, it was not because he presented the gospel to you in the workplace right. it was just because he was at your dad's bedside when he was sick yeah and that meant volumes to you yeah and there was one thing that i learned and it it was it's kind of tough even now with my whole family not necessarily being as involved as we are mm-hmm. um and not as i mean being honest some of them are not believers and i had to learn early on that maybe I can't be the messenger for those people and having my dad be the messenger for me Mm -hmm. was really impactful and it like grew our relationship immensely and now seeing my sisters come to church and worship and like my grandparents come and um we're slowly showing that Christian life and Mm -hmm. having a Christian household and Mm -hmm. it's expanding into our family and like that's how it started you know it started with it expanding to me right. and now I get to kind of help facilitate that. Right. And I really like that. That's rad. So cool. And, um, the messenger, I love that. How you phrase things too is so perfect, but like be the messenger to the, be the advocate almost like the yeah. relay to the rest of the family. And now there's a whole impact to your entire yeah. family system, which is so rad, but going all the way back again to the beginning. So you have this, like this incredible example out in the world, not on Sunday morning. No, nothing to do with Sunday morning, but you right. have this example in Bucky, the way he served and loved your family. And then you come for a friend with a friend. We always got to remember that. Like mm-hmm. that's a great way to encourage other people to come to church who are new is bring yes. a friend, you yes. know? And that's the Christian in the church's job, by the way. They need to go out and bring a friend, you know, yeah. bring, take someone with you and, and take them by the hand. And uh, and then I think it's so profound how you talk about uh, the worship service and like the stand up, sit down, not knowing the words. We got to remember that as a church. Like yeah. there's things probably we can do, subtle things that we can do to help people really feel at home and to feel uh, uh, what's just to even communicate, to say this is what's next and this is yeah. why we do it. And briefly, briefly. Yeah. Well, I mean, even showing the lyrics is helpful you know obviously because now we're able to hear it see it we sing it's not like we sing the same song every service but we sing them often enough to where you do start to learn it and so it is helpful there wasn't anything that was like i was angry that yeah. I wasn't being helped. Right. Although I do have one little yes, piece please. of <laughs> I love just the change in your face. This is going to be good. <laughs> What's coming next? So I thought about this the other day. Something that was really tough for me at the beginning was there were so many people for the first probably two years. Every Sunday I was asked, oh, is this your first time? Oh, no. And for so a year? For two years. Oh, no. And I still get asked that. And I'm like, guys, no, no, it's not my first time. Like, does it look like it's my first time? Is there right. something that I'm doing that I need to like- Am be, I doing it wrong? Am I doing this yeah. wrong? Do I look lost? 
And so I, I just, as a piece of feedback for anybody who sees someone new that they've never met at church before, maybe changing that question from, is this your first time to have you, I, I don't even know, has, yeah. How long have you been coming here? Yeah. Oh, I've never. Oh, I've never seen you before. Right. You got, like I always sat in the same row right. on the same side. <laughs> it's not me. It's you. Never dude. mixed it up. <laughs> but you meet someone new, and they ask if it's your first time, and I'm like, "Gosh, I finally feel connected yeah. here, and I'm coming to groups, and I'm doing all of this stuff." And like, no, it's not my first time. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you say that. That is such a like taken for granted thing yeah. like I love our, our culture and you love this culture too I know you do yeah. but of like uh, greeting here even yes. during that part of the service was meet and greet but like and I heard another I had another pastor who came almost like a as a secret shopper or like oh, a really? mystery guest right <laughs> yeah. and just to give notes and he was very gracious and kind but he said a similar thing like there should be people that know how to greet properly I know. <laughs> like, truly and that can totally be off-putting to someone like even if it wasn't two years even if the person's been coming like three months right or it's like their sixth time it's like okay how many times do I have to be called as the new guy yeah, you know, yeah. Girl. so I love that you add that. That's really important. And uh, and then you culminate your story by just talking about music and worship. And I think there's a lot there. You've already kind of expressed it all. I mean, you're making me remember the power of worship mm-hmm. and that it's not just musical expression. The Holy Spirit is in the music, in the words, yeah. in the room. Um, I'll be honest with you, like as a, the pastor, you know, I have probably forgotten how powerful that is. And that there's potential there for something to happen in someone who even like you had day one, like there's no other reference point you had for church or worship or music or whatever. And, um, I don't know. I just think that that's an awareness thing that speaks to me. I'm kind of fumbling right now, but I'm just (laughs) thinking out loud. Like I never want to take that for granted. I want to remember that something can happen long before the preacher gets up there and articulates something through words that the music, I, I agree with you. I think that looking back, that was the you were being filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy yeah. Spirit was quote unquote falling on you. It was it was moving on you. It was like oh my gosh, you said that great phrase. You felt weirdly exposed. Oh yeah. my gosh, that Super is vulnerable. So, such a great word. Yeah, and um, that almost sounds like a negative, but that's exactly what must happen when you come to Christian community. Eventually, is that you let down your guard. Yeah, um, you let down. You're okay to be insecure. Yeah, but and, and we got to be insecure with God first, and then others second. But you you ha- you experienced that. You were like, I'm just a girl or I'm just a human being or I'm just broken or I'm in need before you, God. And it was a holy moment. Yeah. And I think music as a whole, everybody has music in common, right? right? We all have heard Mm. music before. Sermons are a little tough because it's very, um, if you haven't heard scripture before, it's, it's tough to listen to at the beginning honestly but music you come in and you hear a guitar and you're like okay I I know a guitar and you hear lyrics and you see the lyrics and I Mm. think that was also um really awesome for me was seeing the lyrics and not just singing just to sing but knowing what you're singing knowing what the song is meaning and being able to connect with somebody over singing i'm a child of god or you're a good good father it really gives you it paints a picture of um what you should be feeling in that moment or what you are feeling Mm -hmm. in that moment Mm -hmm. and i think it's just good to remember like i think to myself this could be someone's first time hearing this Mm -hmm. song there's probably so many times where someone comes in and there's times where i don't know the song but Mm -hmm. i learn it and i hear it and i want to know what the meaning behind it is and um i connect with different lyrics and different verses and i really like that portion of it Mm -hmm. and i think that's what um 
really brought me back each week. Wow, that's so cool. So the reminder is that music is is a universal medium. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's relatable to everyone, even if you don't know the words. Yeah, again, exactly. that's really encouraging to me and the worship team guys. Um, that's rad. That that there's something. And it just makes sense that, and that why music needs to be kind of quality and mm-hmm. <laughs> why we see every awkward thing when it's not right. Um, and then it's even a reminder to me that our guy, that our team could do a better job uh, explaining the background of the, of the, the song mm-hmm. or what the key chorus is going to be and how, what it should mean for us so that when you then open your mouth to sing it for the first time, you can be like, oh, because we all feel a little bit distant. There's like this disingenuous feeling when we're like uttering the words and we don't yeah. even know the meaning behind it. So the, yeah. the, the leader, the pastors, the staff can help that along as well. I think I think you're saying. Yeah, I, I would like that. Cool. All right. That's a great note. We're going to wind this episode down. And the really tough question. Are you ready? You didn't even know I'm springing this on you, but it's really good. It fits exactly in the framework of new here too. I was with a group of pastors recently and the guy who was leading the meeting, he's a, he's a great seasoned uh, veteran pastor and he's helping to kind of mentor all of us. And he went through this like kind of hilarious, um, explanation of how hard it is to invite someone to church today yeah like to get a newcomer here coming out of covid (laughs) because it's a large gathering Uh it's a crowd like it's never his point was his simple point was this it's never been harder to invite someone to church and um like he made this like i've been laughing about this ever since this is almost a month ago and he said people don't want to get on a plane to go to a place like hawaii why are they going to want to go to your church if they're not going to want to go to hawaii like so how like and, and it wasn't all negative and doom and gloom he was saying like we need to be in relationship with neighbors, even if our workplace isn't back together. Yeah. We need to be in relationship with the people we are, we do know, and, and through that relationship over time, make those invitations, like we talked about earlier, grab them by the hand and bring them. But like, in your mind, what are you seeing in your generation? I know we kind of bridge the generations together here, but what are you seeing in people's hearts and minds and, and their thinking way of thinking about coming back to a faith community like, do you think it's possible? What would you advise? I do. I, it's funny that you bring this up because I actually just had an experience along these lines. I just got a new job. Mm-hmm. And in the portion of my office, there's only two people. It's me and my branch manager. Mm-hmm. And so we are not surrounded by anybody else. And so it's just us two. And so we chat. But we also listen to music. Mm. And there was one day, and he'll be like, hey, what do you want to listen to today? And we're like, oh, Coldplay. So he'll play Coldplay. Mm -hmm. And one day, he was playing music really quiet. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to listen, and I was like, (laughs) usually we, like, listen to music, like, together, you know? (laughs) It's a communal affair, Yeah. And I started listening, and I was like, wait a second. I know this. And it was worship. Come on. And I was like, what are you listening to? (laughs) And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I know what you're listening to. And... I don't remember what song it was. I think it might have been Waymaker. All right. And so I was like, he was like, you know what? I need a little Jesus. And I was like, come on. <laughs> and so he turns it up and we both started singing. What? And I was like, what the heck? And so the conversation kept going and he hasn't been to a church in years and years and years. Whoa. And he was kind of like a little skeptical and a little hesitant about going back to a church kind of ever and i was like it was a weird conversation to have because i'm new and so to have to know somebody who went to a church previously stopped and is afraid to go back i was kind of like i i haven't interacted with somebody on that front yet so it was very interesting to me he's new to california so i immediately thought it was because he didn't know where to get plugged into so of course i was like our church is great you should come. Yeah. 
And so I invited him and that's when he was like, you know, my wife likes to go and she, she'll go by herself because it's a little tough for me and I haven't oh, gone wow. back to a church. Okay. And I was like, I don't know how to handle this. Yeah. And so I tried to like, you know, talk to him a little bit about it more. And he had a little bit of a tough experience mm. with his pastor previously. And then mm. he tried a new church and then he had a little bit of tough experience there and oh, wow. kind of just like shut it down. Yeah, some church hurt maybe. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to bring it up anymore, but how do I subliminally yes, dude. be his a little bit of a messenger yeah. and maybe try to get him back into a church? Right. And so I'm kind of in that same mindset of how do we do this and what is the draw, yeah. like you say, yeah. to get somebody to step in for the first time. And it was fun to like share that with him. And now we like listen to worship together, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. But it's, it's like this tug of, you don't want to be too pushy, yep. right? but you want to be inviting, yeah. but it's a little uncomfortable. It's a little weird. You don't know where people stand. And so it's, it's, it's tough to actually get to that point. Right. And I don't really know. And I've tried to invite like even my sister before and she kind of like really stiff armed me and mm. was like, stop inviting me. Yeah. And I was Ouch. like, you know what? Okay, fine. And she'll come every once in a while. Yeah. She came to my baptism, which was very, very nice. Yeah, that's cool. And so it was really cool, but it's, I don't, I don't know how to handle yeah. those types of situations yet. Wow. That's, that's such a great example. Both those examples are totally to this question, I think. And, um, I just love the way you're handling it. You know, you're managing the tension, not being too pushy, but being open. Uh, that's the first step. I think what yeah. you're doing is the right step. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, no one's going to go because they've been bludgeoned over the head. You know, that's yeah. just not it. Yeah, exactly. But as I was thinking, I'm with you. I was thinking the answer to that question, like people, you know, if it's the least attractive time to go to church and people are least inclined to give it a chance again or try it again, I think that is part of the story. Yeah. I think that's at least half the story. I think there's the other half of the story. And I'm seeing this like to this day of a lot of folks trying church. Like we have more, we were just laughing before the show that there's been more newcomers to Watermark yeah. in these last uh, three to six months than we've ever had, yeah. ever. I can't keep track. I used to be able to greet, oh, I see the three of you, you're new, yeah. clearly. <laughs> and now it's like, I couldn't shake all their hands. It's crazy. And so what's that saying to me? I, I believe it's saying that after this brutally hard pandemic year we had, there's enough felt need in the world, pain points, uh, sticking points, desperation, yeah. where people are, there. it is there. There's a soft spot for invitation that does still exist. Yeah. And so what the, then the question becomes, what are the baby steps to getting someone to give church a chance again or give mm -hmm. community a chance again? And, and it, that's to each person going to be unique. So this guy, he has church hurt. He probably needs to unpack that bit by bit by yeah. bit, have redeeming experiences one by one by one that, that show a, a new group of people, a new kind of pastor, a new, mm -hmm. a new worship experience that heals and redeems and fixes his, his previous experiences. Um, and that's assuming that he actually gets here, but takes time, takes prayer. I think we can't skip that step. Yeah. My friend and one of my mentors who's really taught me a lot about prayer. So he uses phrase, we have to stand in faith, which means pray, pray for them. And all the time well, yeah. before we even talk to them, after we talk to them, while we're, while we're sitting near them, we're in prayer for them, that, that God would use the music or use me to, to, you know, speak through me, all of that. Um, we can't, we always, we're so controlling, like as human beings and I Christians, know. we're just so controlling. And so we think, oh, we have to commandeer this and I need to manipulate this. Yeah. No, let's let our first step be to prayer and trust. 
and then listening and being sensitive and soft to whatever he might do in any right. circumstance rather than, uh, you know, coerce or control. Um, and that's all I know. <laughs> I yeah. can't say much beyond that, but I think staying in faith, praying for the person, praying on their behalf, and then looking, sensing, listening for opportunity is there, asking questions that reveal their heart, reveal their hurt. Yes. Um, then you can know what your approach should be. Yeah. You know, it's not, there's just no universal approach. It's, yeah. it's, it's case by case by case. So, and I think that we should be encouraged that there's more willing hearts out there than we know because it's just been so brutal. People have been isolated. People have been alone. So yeah. they need community. And if you guys have any ideas on if you're new or mature in your faith that, you know, you've seen something work or you you want to be brought into the church, mm -hmm. but someone isn't bringing you in, yes. like give us that feedback. Please. We'd really, really love that so that we can then me being a new person, I want to bring in new people yep. and you being a mature person, you want to bring in new people. Yep. And that's, you know, what this whole podcast is about yep. is connecting with those new people. And if you guys have that feedback, I mean, I would really love it. I agree. That's a great way to wind down the episode, Kelsey. There's there's the plug. Please, guys, go to watermarkoc.com slash questions and send us any of those things that Kelsey just said. That's yeah. a great list of feedback, questions, comments. We could learn so much from you guys. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you.